0: The word of the Lord from Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When the disciples ask Jesus to teach them to pray, He begins by saying, When you pray, when? not if. Prayer is something that Christians do. But why? We believe, after all, that God is omniscient, which would include the thoughts that you're about to pray. So why spend time telling God what he already knows? Isn't that sort of a pointless waste of time? Not at all. Why pray? For one thing, God commands that you pray to him. He wants so dearly to hear your prayers that he says it's something that you're supposed to do, and often. To pray, then, is to obey God, and it's really quite an easy thing to do. It should practically be a gimme. Of course, the last thing your old sinful nature wants to do is spend time speaking to God, so it's going to do its evil best to keep you from wanting to pray. And knowing this, God makes it a law. He makes prayer a command. But that's not the only reason to pray. Another reason to pray is that God wants you to. The Lord of heaven and earth wants to hear you, you, speak to him. You might consider yourself an insignificant drop in an ocean of humanity, but God knows you because you're redeemed by the blood of his Son, and God promises to hear your prayers. Which brings us to the third reason. God promises to answer your prayers. He doesn't promise to answer them in the way that you want, but He promises to answer in the way that is best for you. And being holy and righteous, loving and merciful, He certainly knows what is best for you. It's good to pray because God commands it, promises to hear, and promises to answer. I also think that prayer is a barometer of faith. When prayer is strong, it indicates to me that faith is strong. When I don't want to pray, it indicates to me that my faith is under attack. Either there's a sin that wants me not talking to God, or some doubt that he will hear and answer. Think of parents and children. When all is well between them, they are comfortable talking with one another. But when they're not getting along, the house can be awfully quiet. That's a decent segue into our text because Jesus says, When you pray, say, Father. He declares the relationship to be one of father and children. He doesn't say, When you pray, begin by saying, O King. And that's important. Kings listen to and help those who have proven their worth to the king. Before you can expect a king's help, you need to prove that you've earned it. But who do good fathers help? Their kids. Why? It's not because the kids have earned it, but because they're the father's kids. So when you pray, says Jesus, begin by remembering that the Lord of heaven and earth regards you as his own beloved child. We want to add that when Jesus teaches the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, he says to begin not just with Father, but with Our Father. Don't skip past that quickly because who is the Our? Well, sure, it refers to you and me and all whom he has gathered into his church, but it also refers to Jesus, his only begotten Son. When Jesus teaches you to pray, He's telling you that you have access to the Father as he does. In fact, we know from Romans 8 that whenever you pray, Jesus is praying with you, for you, interceding on your behalf. When you pray, our Father, you're praying with Jesus. To add to this, Jesus declares at the end of our reading that your heavenly Father, who knows how to give good gifts to you, his child, gives his children the Holy Spirit. And once again from Romans 8, you know that when you pray, the Holy Spirit is at work also, interceding with groanings too deep for words as he crafts your prayer for the Father's ears. This gives you another amazing reason to pray. For far from prayer being some little personal well-being exercise that God tells Christians to do, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all at work whenever you pray. I'm starting to think that we don't give prayer quite the attention that we should. When you pray, says Jesus in our text, say, Father, hallowed be your name. The small catechism gives us that great summary. What does this mean? God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may be kept holy among us also. How is God's name kept holy? God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and we as the children of God also lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this, heavenly Father. Pray then that God would keep his word holy among us. If father and children are to speak to each other, we need to know what the Father truly says. Prayer begins with God speaking, not us. We hear his holy word, and then we know what to say to him because we know what he commands and we know what he promises. Likewise, we know what we are to do as his children, but most of all, we know we are his children because he keeps saying it is so throughout his word, even though the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh are yammering away that it's not true. So when you pray, ask that the Lord preserve his word among us, so that we might keep it holy as he makes us holy. When you pray, says Jesus, say, your kingdom come. Again, the small catechism. What does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. How does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. So while you get to call Him Father instead of King, our Father in Heaven is still also King of all. And he gathers us into his kingdom by the work of the Holy Spirit, because Christ has redeemed us by his blood, even as he names young Christian Clement to be a beloved son today by water and the word. So pray that God would continue to keep us in his kingdom, pour out his Holy Spirit so that we believe his word, and keep us from running away and destroying ourselves by returning to sinful unrepentance. When you pray, says Jesus, say, Give us each day our daily bread. A bit from the small catechism again. What does this mean? God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body. So God delights to give, and he's not especially choosy. He lets the rain fall upon the just and upon the unjust, and he provides food to those who thank him and to those who curse him. God's giving is a given. But it's good to pray for daily bread, lest you take it for granted and to give thanks to him for all of his kindness. After all, if God is sending his word, keeping us in his kingdom, and giving us all that we need for this body and life, why wouldn't you? All right, sin. So when you pray, says Jesus, say, forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. What does this mean, says the catechism? We pray in this petition that our Father in heaven would not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them. But we ask that he would give them all to us by grace. For we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment." so we too will sincerely forgive and gladly do good to those who sin against us. We do daily sin much and deserve nothing but punishment. If you need proof of sin, you probably need look no further to how little you want to pray. So pray for forgiveness, though not because you're afraid that God will stop giving. We already said that God gives to all. In fact, God gives forgiveness to all who hear his word. It is not that the unforgiven haven't been given, but that they've rejected what God gives. And that can happen to you. There's always a danger of a hardening heart. So you pray that God will continue to forgive you. Then, marveling at God's grace, you're delivered from another sin that would harden your heart, failing to forgive others. Likewise, you pray that He would guard and defend you against all temptation, preserving and strengthening your faith. So, why pray? We started with the truth that God commands you, He wants to hear you, and He promises to answer. After looking at those petitions, here's another reason God loves to give. He is not the grumpy neighbor in bed who doesn't want to help but will if you harass him enough. No, he never sleeps or slumbers. He watches over you night and day. And he is ready even for your anxious prayers as you lie awake at night. He knows what you need. And if an earthly father knows enough to give his children food instead of snakes and scorpions, how much more does your father in heaven know what to give you? He does know, and he promises to give because it's all sure in Christ, because he has sacrificed himself for your sin and cleansed you with his holy blood. We started with the question, why pray? After seeing God's love and mercy and promises in Christ, why would you not